Hi, Chris. Hi, Skylar. Welcome back to Casa de la Disingenuous. It is, as always, good to be back. You like what I named it? Casa de Disingenuous? Yeah. <laughs> like the flair you put on it. It's a lot better than... It was more mumbling than flair, but I appreciate that. No, it wasn't mumble. <laughs> it sounded good, I think. new with you uh not a whole lot just chugging along watching some movies that i have been wanting to watch for a long time and finally getting around to them so that's always good which movies uh i finally for the first time watched mad max fury road the other day and it was phenomenal by all accounts yeah you're welcome i've been telling you to watch that for like i know that that was probably at the top of my list of good movies that I need to watch that I hadn't yet. Yeah. So I finally uh, checked that one off, and it was really, really good. I I can't believe it took me that long to watch it, but I was I I'm a big fan of the older Mac, Mad Max movies. It captures so, the uh, it captures like the essence of the old ones. Yeah. So it was like it felt like um the most surprising thing to me about it was obviously. It's like 20 or 30 years later, and they recast Mel Gibson as, uh, you know, Tom Hardy. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, because it's a newer movie. But I was, um, I've seen Tom Hardy in a lot of movies, and he is sort of different in every movie. Obviously, Bane is the big standout of, like, voice-wise. and. Oh, yeah, Tom Hardy does a lot whatever. of shit. But as soon as he spoke... In that movie, it sounded like Mel Gibson in the old Mad Max movies, and I was sold on it. Like, he did a really good job on it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. But I, again, I can't believe it took me that long to watch it, but it was well worth the wait. The important thing is that you did, in fact, watch it. <laughs> that, yeah. If I had kept the streak going, it just would have gotten worse and worse. So I'm glad I finally watched it. Fuh. Show. Um. Not only have we caught up on some movies we needed to watch, but we went and bought some Blu-rays today. <laughs> and yes, uh, if there's any indication that you're like a, a physical collector, um, I bought a couple movies that I already own. I've done that once or <laughs> twice. I'm not super proud of it, but it happens. I mean, listen. So <laughs> they had a six dollar. This is like a buyback place exchange. They had a six dollar steel book of Interstellar. I own Interstellar on Blu-ray, but the Steelbook is beautiful. It's 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 way better. So why not? And it was six bucks because the guy pulled out the Blu-ray disc and it was like all like scratched and it looks like shit. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "Are you sure?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's fine because I just know that I'm gonna swap out my Blu-ray copy at home into <laughs> the Steelbook." Which is exactly what you did. Yes. That's a that's a good little uh, side scheme to be running on that. So that I basically place. just I bought the Steelbook case for six bucks for yeah. the Blu-ray I already own. Well, honestly, a lot of I know a lot of people that prefer those steelbook uh, covers or casings or whatever you want to call them, and 
for the most part the designs are cooler it feels i know it's more scratch it's more scratch worthy i guess than a regular blu-ray but it's uh depending on if you like the movie if it looks cool there's no shame in buying a movie you already own just to get a better copy but uh i've done that once or twice or probably a hundred times so yeah i don't blame you there are some cases where i like the steel book but the blu-ray cover is better yeah uh john wick three recent one we were talking about that earlier that's a prime example yeah they're they're there's still uh, even the Dark Phoenix one, the the regular poster for it that it was on the Blu-ray uh, cover art looked a lot better than the Steelbook they put out with their the blurry Phoenix image. Yeah, it didn't look very good at I all. I can't believe how bad that looked. Like they actually released that. I don't know if it's just like a lack of care from Disney. Like this movie yeah. came out, didn't make any money because no one cared about it, and they just kind of like threw it together. I mean, I'll be honest, the End Game art was pretty lackadaisical too. Well, it's it's been really kind of shitty lately is that the MCU steelbooks as a whole have, for the most part, always looked pretty good. But mm-hmm. rec- more recently than not, a lot of them feel very Photoshopped together. Like a lot, like not that much design work was actually put into it, which is kind of disheartening because those movies make a billion dollars each. You think they would put, put like, some thought or some effort into like a really awesome design instead of just cobbling things together. I don't yeah. know if you've seen or not. I can probably pull it up real quick, but the Spider-Man Far From Home steelbook that is coming out uh next week looked especially terrible. Yeah, people have been giving that shit online. I saw people talking about it, but I haven't actually seen it yet. Let me pull it up real quick. But it it is a prime example of let's Photoshop a bunch of people together and just sell it that way and you know, no one will care because it's spider-man and people will buy it right but it's really turned me off from i hate that that's why i can't put it this is a terrible picture but take a look at that it's not good at all it's better than i thought it would be it's just it's a lot of good. floating heads it's the it's the I, i've said like marvel movie posters and movies have a like a, a Star Wars problem. It's a, it's a, well, look at the, look at the p- posters for The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, and you'll notice that instead of it being a Star Wars problem, it's a Disney problem. That's true. Co- yeah, yeah, yeah. Cobbling heads together in a collage just to put all the characters on there. They, They're all, all the of, same. All of dis even all of Disney's live action, look at the recent Disney live action movies, the, the recent Disney Star Wars movies, and the, uh, Disney, Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, they all have very similar posters. They follow that template, which is pretty terrible. And, like, going off the posters in my wall right now. Yeah. Uh, The It poster. Poster's fucking awesome. Scary but effective. It's yeah. just the little kid and the clown with a balloon. Am I into the Spider-Verse? It's just Miles it's, Morales. It's upside-down Miles. Well... It captures that point in the film where he's falling up yeah. and ascending instead of falling down into the city. So it's a perfect poster. And like uh, the Raimi Spider-Man uh, movies, yeah. who was on the cover? Just Spider-Man. Well, yeah, it was just Spider-Man. And then you look into his eye, you can see something cool. But like, if you think about it, because like, we, were, we were looking around today, the Spider-Man 3 Blu-ray is just him and a reflection of his black self. <laughs> yeah. And then like the other one, it's just Spider-Man. You don't have to make like this... Star Wars esque thing. Well, 
it reminds me too of I have uh this app called Letterbox where you can create lists of different movies, different categories, whatever, and I have yeah. my entire like movie collection on there. And if you sort it by earliest release date and then go down from I think the oldest movie I have is late twenties to like two thousand nineteen, mm-hmm. notice the posters and how generic as hell they get. Yeah. Because if you look at the thirties, forties, fifties, even the sixties, like their posters were so original and so many of the like best iconic posters like Casablanca or um The Shining or what I can't think of any off the top of my head. Uh Rear Window. Some of the uh, and uh Vertigo, obviously. Some of those posters are iconic in the, in and of themselves and and you go to twenty nineteen everyone's just photoshopped all cobbled together. Yeah. And it's just it lacks creativity and it's kind of a bummer. It's like people forgot like how like I don't know, posters are a big part of movies to me. Yeah. I mean you can and put out like kinda s- lost their charm. You can put out like seventeen two and a half minute trailers and spoil the whole damn movie. But posters are a big part of the marketing for any movie. And to, to get it to get it wrong kind of starts off the marketing on a bad foot. And then you just you're it's just setting you up for the generic crappy two minute trailers that we get now that basically tells you the whole plot of the movie. There's yeah. nothing left to the imagination anymore. It's all let's put all the characters on a poster and then tell you the whole plot in a trailer. And that's basic basic movie marketing like at this to, point. To me the coolest endgame poster is when they first revealed the titles just like a broken up A. Yeah. I was like just leave that. I know nothing. That's cool. Right. That's just simple. And it was cool because it matched the previous four Avengers movies where all their teasers were just the Avengers A and it's like, well, yeah, it's the Avengers. You're gonna go see it. You don't have to show everything. <laughs> even even some of the older MCU uh, honestly, the theatrical poster for the Avengers is is pretty cool. It's a Photoshop nightmare though. Yeah. Look and the one that stick sticks out of my mind to this day is the uh Winter Soldier theatrical poster where it's literally Captain America, Black Widow, and Nick Fury just all standing on like in a row together they're like but walking it, she's, but it, she's sexy walking but it looks it doesn't look like they're even remotely near each other no they're, they've obviously just been copied and pasted in there but let, listen and it's just really bad i know black widow's in it i know nick fury's in it i don't care it's a captain america movie just put cap in the front do you remember the teaser poster yeah. of him standing in the helicarrier with a shield yeah or, like with his back like he's looking back, you know. Mm-hmm. That was a great damn poster, and that that was the Steelbook cover that made me buy that copy. Like and what? got me into Steelbooks was that poster. It was fantastic. The Let's theatrical... use stuff like that. Yeah, I just need like, I just need a tease of the plot of what I'm going to see, and that image alone was badass. And then you get closer towards the movie, and you get the actual theatrical poster, and it's just again another mess of bad Photoshop. Yeah. I, but I I wish uh, I I've seen retro posters about of modern movies that are kind of cool that I wish we'd go back to you know a little a little more vagueness I guess so we don't see everything about the movie before it's out. Yeah. I just I could go on a rant all day about posters because <laughs> yeah. they're one of my favorite things. I mean, this entire studio is lined with them. Yeah, um, it, it's my dream at some point to have a space in a house that I actually own. 
where it's just covered in movie posters because there's so many good ones from days gone by yeah that you still i mean you can put on display your taste of movies just by what awesome posters you have so it's still it's still relevant and cool to me it's an extension of like i like having the collection there you've got all the different covers right the posters are just like your more elegant you know yeah it's it's showing your love of movies while also it still looks good it's not overbearing or like you know you know what i mean like yeah it's it's just like a, a small token of like of what you like and it's on display and it just it's kind of cool they're more important to me than my family photos <laughs> <laughs> of which i see none in the no, studio there are there are none up here oh that'd be kind of strange yeah i mean they do they fit in up here not with the avengers and the suicide squad yeah no <laughs> the fact that you said avengers and suicide squad together fuck sorry yeah. the tribe is on it and we just watched someone really mess up and that sucks ginger beard yeah Looks like Sami Zayn, the he stand WWE chance. wrestler. Oh yeah, Jordan Luplo, the ghost. <laughs> the ghost. Yeah, <laughs> he is probably one of the whitest people I've ever seen in my life. Luplo. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. The wrestler. oh, Sami Zayn. Yeah. Yeah. He's very white. I mean, the, the shirt off doesn't help. <laughs> um. Anyways, that's uh <laughs> how we're gonna open the podcast. Hey, I mean, little rant on why I, not? I mean, physical media. It's going away. I really I, hope I don't it want it though. to because I have. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I love to say I love physical media. I know there's a lot of people who still do, um, and it's something like we've been talking about a lot lately. There's been a lot of stuff being released. Well, so there's. I mean, this is a bad example, and I may just out my like childish uh, sensibility on like what I want to watch, but I was looking into the old uh, Nickelodeon Nicktoons this past weekend. I haven't seen a lot of them in a while. And I was looking at the various uh various shows just, just to see if they were streaming anywhere. Like Rugrats or Doug or Hey Arnold and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of cool. It's like, okay, like the first couple of seasons of Rugrats is on Hulu right now. So it's like, at least that's an option. But a lot of that stuff, if you want to go watch it, besides like it being on late at night on like some Nicktoons or channel. You can't really find it anywhere, so it's nice no. having a physical copy of it. I know that's a that's not that's a very niche example, yeah. But it's like not everything is always available to stream or to find or to rent, or you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, no. Like not everyone wants to spend like three bucks on a rental on every on any digital platform all the time. So it's nice to have a physical copy of something that you can go back to whenever you want to. And the more that we get into like all digital the less i want to be part of that it's like it's nice having both but i i'm still totally a a physical media guy as well yeah i just like to have it in my hand it's my adult version of pokemon card collecting that's a big part of it it's like being able to have something that you want in your hand is a lot different than seeing it on a computer it's a trip down memory lane too like Especially whenever like we were going through some of my old DVDs, um, yeah, they had like promos for restaurants and movies coming out soon. <laughs> you, and it's like you had a couple of rentals from Family Video and Blockbuster and stuff, and yeah. it's like it reminds me of like having to actually go to a video store to rent something. The good days. We're yeah. now in the darkest timeline. <laughs> Every everything is just a like a computer file at this point. Yeah. Instead of having 
It's all Google in your Google hand. Drive and Reddit. Yeah, pretty much. Um, it is. Yeah, it's still nice to have physical copies of stuff, though. Yeah, it just looks nice together. Like if you're if you have like a cool trilogy or something, it just isn't nice to like see all the stuff next to each other. It's just I don't know. It definitely feeds my collector sensibilities. Absolutely. Yeah, and my OCD. Yeah, of everything needing to be aligned. I I just I've always liked having. This is this is very like materialistic, but I just like having stuff that I enjoy on display. Yeah, no, that's not materialistic. That's so it. It's like it's stupid. But it's like, but if someone would come over to my to my house or to my apartment or whatever and be like, oh, like you have, you know, Batman Begins, and this is really cool or whatever. I'd be like, yeah, like I'm proud of it. It's cool. I like having that to because it sparks conversation or like. It tells you something about me without me having to say it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it's it's cool to have that. Be like, oh yeah, I have this. You know, I have all the James Bond movies on in a collection. I like having all of them because I really enjoy that film series, and I could talk about that series with anyone because I have all of them and I've seen them all. So it's it's just it's nice. It's more of a conversation starter than anything, but it's just nice it's, to have. It's putting your personality. And like, it's just putting you on display. Yeah, really. Without you having to do it yourself. Exactly. So it's, it speaks for you when you don't feel like speaking about it. And it's amazing because like I, my sister and cousin are the same age. They're freshmen in high school. Mm-hmm. And if any of their friends come over or whatever, they automatically like feel like an icebreaker without me even speaking. They're like, "Wait, you have all the Avengers movies and the Infinity Gauntlet toy?" Right. Like, we're going to get along just fine. Yeah. This guy is not so scary. Right. Uh, It's just like, I don't know. It's the ultimate icebreaker. It's the ultimate, like, hey, I like this stuff. <laughs> if you want to know how to talk to me. Yeah. Here you go. Here's the stuff. Here is the <laughs> script that you must read by. If you tell me you haven't seen one of these, I will overreact and say we must watch it now. <laughs> Which is uh, understandable. Yes. 100%. I do that with people all the time. Really? Just like, I'll go hey. buy I'll go buy a movie that I've wanted forever and then my I'll bring it back to my fiance and she'll be like, I've never seen that. And I'm like, What the fuck? Well here you go. Sit We're down. Gonna watch it right now. Sit down. <laughs> I don't care what you're doing tonight or tomorrow. Sit down and watching this. <laughs> and You've then got nothing it, else to do. And that gives you another chance to watch something you haven't seen in a while. Yeah. Exactly. So why Reliving not? Reliving stuff that you didn't know you cared about still. Exactly. Yeah. It's a good way to put it. <laughs> I forgot I cared about it this. It happens. <laughs> You're telling me there was a point in time I cared about Drew Barrymore? All right. Yeah, let's watch it. Oh, I, I remember this movie when I was five years old, like 25 years ago. I want to watch it again suddenly. I When we were at the exchange uh, earlier tonight, I was looking for the damn Matthew Broderick Inspector Gadget movie. Yeah, I have that I, McDonald's I, toy in here. <laughs> I, I know that's a terrible movie, but for some reason, I hadn't seen it in a long-ass time, and I had to urge. It's nostalgic. Back it. Nostalgia is a beautiful thing. Like nostalgia is a powerful thing. And Spectre Gadget is one of them. There's a reason why I own Grind on DVD. It's a horrible fucking movie, but it's just pure skateboarding nostalgia for teenage angsty Skyler. Dude, so. I still have the soundtrack from the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie from 1995. There's, that is nothing to be ashamed of. It's a great soundtrack, and I'm not ashamed of it. It's freaking great. But yeah, nostalgia is powerful, but it's like it reminds you of a better time, I would say. Yes. 100% a better time. And yeah. People are like, 
uh, simpler time. No, a better time. No, it, things it, were better. It was better back then. But yeah, it's just like I could put that CD on and be like, oh yeah, this was great. I remember like listening to this when I was six or seven years old. Fantastic. Oh yes. Which actually, that's a good transition into something else that we could talk about tonight. Hit me. As I uh, as I um go to Inspector Gadget and the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. There are a <laughs> lot of movies that I own that I've seen that are universally acclaimed, right? Yeah, same. Blockbusters, classics, uh, epics, what, whatever, 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 whatever you're fancy. Yeah. Then there's other stuff in my collection that I know I, at, at least I would think that there's some stuff that I own that only I like. That there probably are other people that do like it, but I don't know many of them. And those are you're gu- talking about guilty pleasures, guilty pleasure movies for <laughs> for sure. Yeah, and I have a lot of them. <laughs> oh, I have a shit ton of them, <laughs> and they're all shameful. In fact, middle school aged Skyler made home movies replicating some of these horrible movies. With um. I was going to say, the one that sticks out to me in my mind was The Matrix, but that wasn't necessarily a bad movie. So what No, are the you first one of? was fucking fire, uh, but whenever I idolized the really shitty parts of Reloaded and Revolutions, that's when you've got a problem, because <laughs> I did, and I still, they were actually, they put all of the Matrix movies on Amazon, no, 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 Hulu, not too long ago, and I watched all of them. Yeah. And uh, my fiance Deborah was like watching some of Reloaded, and she's like, "This shit's weird." And I was like, "You shut the fuck up!" <laughs> and if you want to watch Bachelor in Paradise, just go to your bedroom. I'm gonna keep watching Neo kick ass. Right. It's like a fully CGI rendered Keanu Reeves just cloned everywhere. It's <laughs> it's <laughs> it's funny too because like you're speaking about nostalgia before. I feel like a lot of the guilty pleasure movies that I can think of that I still really enjoy are from the nineties when I was growing up that like, I love them then and I never stopped loving them. And if I could just rattle off real quick, obviously the power Rangers movie, that first movie, here's what we do. I say, I don't know if you can come with it quick enough. Yeah. We did like our top five favorite top five worst. Okay. Could you do a top five guilty pleasure? I could think of some. Yeah, let's do it. I don't. I don't know about a set. A set order one through five. Not but I can, in order. I can, I can but think of five. If yeah, you can absolutely. think of five right now, so maybe we should do top five. We'll just say name five guilty pleasures. If you can come up with them now, I would say that they're automatically in your top five because they're <laughs> in your head. Yeah, like they're just the first things that come to mind. All right. Well, you have one already. Yeah. If I if I can start. Yeah. Yeah. The the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers live action <laughs> theatrical movie. I saw that in theaters. I I did too. I love that movie. It's it's not good. It has bad special effects, especially. Keep on. But yeah, again, that soundtrack is fucking fire, though, dude. Chili that soundtrack peppers. has Chili Peppers, Van Halen. They might be giants. Uh, fucking uh, Dan Hartman from uh, the Edgar Winter Group. Yeah, dude. The There's a lot of damn good move. Uh, good songs on that soundtrack. You could argue it's a top ten fucking soundtrack. Honestly, if we were to sit down <laughs> and I had to think about it, like your the top ten movie soundtracks, uh, like top ten my like my personal favorite, it'd probably be up there. 
It's a damn good soundtrack, and oh, I will stand is. by that. No, I it, it introduced me to the Chili Peppers. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it, uh, that's fantastic. I mean, though. I was a young kid then, so it's hey, not like I was a gateway to a better world. Brought to you by Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah, but I love that movie because, it, as bad as it is, still the acting isn't great, and the CGI is god awful terrible, especially at the end when they have their big space fight with the Megazord. Mm-hmm. But the cool thing about that is, obviously, uh, the TV show used stock footage from the Japan uh, Super Sentai series. Uh-huh. So they were just in, like, they had plastic, I, I don't know if it's plastic, but, you know, the, that whatever the helmets were. And then... Liquid fire, that's what the, they were. <laughs> the the costumes were, like, spandex or, like, that weird-ass fabric, you know? Like, they they weren't, like, top of the line anything. Like, they were just, like jumpsuits that these actors wore right right the thing that the the movie did was besides changing like that the camera to where it actually looked like a theatrical film they all got upgraded suits like it like they actually put effort into that Dude, movie. i remember the first time i saw the white because first of all it was fucking badass let's admit everybody knows the best ranger was fucking tommy that's a lie but okay what I like Jason better. Well, the original, we've, we've, well, we've hit, we've hit always, crossroads in our friendship. I always really liked the Red Ranger in general, and Ugh. Jason was awesome. And Tommy came in and basically stole his spot in the second season, and I'm still not over it. And then Jason was <laughs> off the show, so Tommy just like took control of the, the fucking I'm Power still Rangers. Not over it. Yeah. So I I always like Jason, but but continue. But you know, but so, agreed. So he looked badass, though. But in one way, you like Tommy because he was a Red Ranger in Turbo. He was a the Power Ranger Rangers in movie. Turbo. Fuck that. That's By the way, not a guilty pleasure. That's a shitty. I was going to say, I, I they had two theatrical movies back in the in the nineties. That first one, where it actually looked like a movie, even if it was kind of bad. That movie I can put on right this moment and enjoy it. It was the, theatrical. That whole fight underground yeah, and shit. The, the suits look good. Re, Rita and Lord Zed were upgraded, and Goldar like they actually looked like they were built for a movie, you know. And Ivan Ooze. And Ivan Ooze was like, actually like, had actual like decent makeup and stuff. like he looked like a real villain. Yeah, except of... for he kept coming on people. <laughs> Besides that, <laughs> but the Turbo movie just used the suits from the show, and it looked like shit. It was literally, it was literally an hour and a half. Like episode of the TV show, it looked garb like it would look like garbage. It was bad, but and it could have been cool. Turbo, like that shit was. I remember like the car. That stuff was cool. It was cool. They missed a real opportunity but there. To my point, like I can put on the original, the original movie right now and be and enjoy it and be entertained. I cannot fucking watch Turbo. The last time I watched it, I sat there and watched the whole thing. I was like, this movie is not good. Like it's not as good as I remember. So. For those of you that have that are listening, our kind of our main thing that we we're doing here at Disingenuous is we like to we love just drinking and watching movies. So we want to bring that experience to people who listen. So what we're going to be doing is posting drinking game rules. We're going to be drinking and commentating movies. And I you've just given me a great idea. Turbo. No. Oh, okay. I was going to say I don't want to watch We should do the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. Drinking and driving. I am a hundred percent down for that. Yes, that's we're a, gonna do that. It's a great movie. We've already I done. So I've I'd already watched it. 
I've already posted part one of the 2017 Power Rangers. Yeah. So now we'll just go back in time <laughs> and do the old one, that, which that that's a good one to do. I would I would say. Believe it or not, the 2017 one I actually think is a good movie. It uh, wasn't a bad movie at all. No. I it has it definitely has its flaws, but it was it wasn't a bad movie. But they gave it care, despite its flaws. You could tell they cared about the Power Rangers. Like yeah, they kept it to its core. Yeah, they upgraded the costumes, but I mean, what else? You're not going to leave them in fucking spandex. It's 2017, right? I kind of wish the the costumes looked a little more like the show. And but I go, I go with the same. They had the balls to make it a character driven movie. Oh hell yeah, it was way character driven. Yeah, and that is like, who would have thought that you'd think it would be like just a cash grab? No. Yeah. It didn't make the money that it deserved because they had the balls to make it about like the characters. I digress. So, anyways, <laughs> uh, we're doing this to Mighty Morphin fucking Power Rangers. That's a great idea. Because I haven't watched it in ten years. I, you could literally put it on right now, and I would watch it and be entertained. Dude, it's they, a great movie. Tommy had the fucking uh, <laughs> the, the Falcon sword. This the dagger. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The dagger was fucking upgraded. Yeah. Oh. They they all had like new abilities and shit. Oh. Their costumes looked way cooler. They were doing those flips, that, like they were in that that like construction site. Yeah, just doing that back whole, handsprings for inter- eternity. That whole construction site fight scene <laughs> when I was a kid, like I hadn't come yet, but I basically like was the inner you workings were on your of way. that. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> like that worked up the sauce that later led to my middle school coming for the first time. Oh. Oh well, my god! Now I don't know if I want to watch it with you. Oh, you but do. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> it would do that. That was amazing. And then the hot ass chick that spins the sticks that whistle when they're in the forest to get their dinosaurs. Dulcia. Yeah. <laughs> you bet your ass. I remember her name. Oh, dude! I remember as a kid being like, "Whoa!" And the uh, the boobs. fucking uh, the fucking pig henchman that never oh, appeared yeah. in anything ever again after that. Yeah. Oh, dude, that movie! I fucking love it. We we need. I, I could need watch that right watch now. It. Yeah, I love uh, Jason David Frank too, and fucking Kimberly. Yeah, we should watch it for oh. sure. Yeah. Okay, uh, that's a great guilty pleasure. All right. Yeah. Can we share that? Yeah. Let's do. All right. Top five. We'll I'll tell just you share. what. No. For for the sake of naming enough of them, let's not share because we're not doing our top five. We're just doing five. All right. right. Well, that's my first. So I uh, I wholeheartedly now. agree with that choice. Yeah. Uh, my, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's the uh, first thing you think of? Oh, man. I like a lot of really shitty movies. All Let right. me say that up front. But I think a lot of people will actually agree with me on this one. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> the first Mortal Kombat. I fucking badass. About a month ago. I found the first Mortal Kombat on Blu-ray. What? They have it on Blu-ray? Oh, hell yeah. By itself. I ha- I have it. I'll bring um, it over. Bring it over. But That's I watched game. that movie, and it's not good, No, but I, But it actually, makes you feel some type of way. I actually enjoyed it. Yeah. Between um, <laughs> the, worst, the worst thing in the entire movie is probably Christopher Lambert's acting as Raiden. His like First voice of all, delivery he's, or whatever. No, he's he, so, dude, like he smoked a pack of Marlboro Reds before every single take. His <laughs> voice is so. Fucking but he like the way he reads his lines is so Wait, like. No, I'm sorry, not weird. Him. I'm thinking of Raiden from uh, 
Annihilation. That oh, dude yeah, smoked yeah, a yeah. pack before. Because it was a different guy. Scene. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Christopher <laughs> Lambert as Raiden. And then uh the villain, uh God, Your Soul is mine. Yeah, that was one of the best parts of the movie. Oh my god. He's fantastic in that movie. But dude, the music is fucking amazing. Like it's oh it's so but fucking cool. I, I don't care how cheesy it is and how bad the special effects are. He, the techno music and muscles are fucking cool. You know what my biggest takeaway from that movie though, watching it uh within the last month though, was obviously this is like a tournament to decide the fate of the universe and whatever, like Which is just a terrible concept. Yeah, it's a it's a terrible terrible plot, but yeah. still. But <laughs> there's no like I must just be like a stickler for like tournaments or something, but there's no <laughs> fucking rhyme or reason why anything happens in that movie. It's it's literally like once they get to the actual tournament, it's just like Liu Kang fights this random guy, Sonya Blade fights the guy she's been fight oh, she's yeah. been chasing. And by the way, Sonya Blade, Sonya Blade looked real good in that shit. Sonya Blade is uh. Veronica Vaughn from Billy Madison. Oh, Veronica Vaughn. <laughs> so hot. What to touch the honey? <laughs> but, like, once they start fighting, it's just, like, it's basically, like, an, uh, what's the, oh, a montage of just fighting scenes. Yeah. There's no rhyme or reason to this tournament. There's no advancing. It's just, like, you either f- win or you die. And then the story just your soul is his, or, <laughs> or the the lack of story yeah. just like keeps chugging along, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? There's no like actual structure to anything that's happening in this movie. It doesn't matter. It's just it's the rule of cool. And then it ends where like the demon guy comes out and he's like, I'm gonna kill you all, and they're like, Oh no, you're not. And then the movie just ends. Test your might. <laughs> it's just like, all right. <laughs> I don't care. I fucking love it. Oh yeah, it's it's a great it's a great it's a great movie. bad movie for sure. Me and my dad would watch it. My dad, it's just funny because when I was a kid, I had a huge boner for these movies. Yeah, my dad was a grown ass man and he <laughs> did too. <laughs> He's like, we're watching this son. <laughs> it's like, is his taste bad or was this cool to people? It had to have been cool to people. It had to have been cool for somebody. It made money as far as I remember although every it wasn't mo- a bomb or anything every movie i tell my dad don't watch this it's shit he watches and he's like it was great <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about well, there like, you go. okay my dad just likes to be purely entertained <laughs> well and i mean there's a lot to be said for that so his favorite movie is the fifth element i'll tell you the fifth there. element is a great i actually it, like it though because of him because he's made me watch it a million times yeah it's it, absurd it is an absurd movie yeah. i haven't watched that in a long time actually but last time i got like uh i got like my buzz cut hair and like combed it over it was it was one of those times where i was was like i was like no i was like hey give me the fade and comb it over but the lady must have been it must have been her first time fucking cutting hair because she just like buzzed it short and left all the length and my dad kept calling me gary oldman (laughs) from the fifth (laughs) element oh god where his hair is just absurd he has that soul (laughs) fat I forgot about that yeah. Gary Oldman. He kept sending me pictures. He's like, "You're on TV again." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, if we're gonna, if, or if you're gonna drop Mortal Kombat on me, then I gotta drop a movie that we talked about in our uh, worst movies podcast. But uh, 
obviously on, I know where you're going with on this. my on my list was uh the Street Fighter Legend of Chun Li movie. Uh-huh. But I actually fucking enjoy the '94 Street Fighter with Jean Claude Van Damme. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Batman and Robin. <laughs> oh, I'm ge- I was getting there. I was oh, saying sorry. that for later. Sorry, but uh, I oh yeah, definitely Batman and Robin. But the Jean Claude Van Damme Street Fighter is a yeah. terrible fucking movie. I need to, but see it. I love it. I wish it's I so I w- bad that it's good. I wish I'd seen it so we could dive into it. I haven't seen it. I I own that one too. We we need to watch it, but. That could be a game because I haven't seen it. <laughs> There's just like, like, if it's a bad movie but the cast is pretty good, I enjoy it more. Like, there's a lot. There's a lot of movies where like certain actors do a good job as the characters they're playing, but the movie around them is shit. The prime example I can think of is, I think it was 2012. They made a live action, uh, Three Stooges movie with like uh. Did I, did I, like, did fall into it? a coma and miss that entire year? I don't know. How did I not know that? It It's not good. Uh, it, evidently it, not. I didn't know it existed. It's a prime example, of, to me, of a really terrible movie, but the guys they got to be the three students in this movie actually did a really good job. Huh. And it's astounding to me where I was like, Shit, I want to what? like this movie. But it's not good. Did it have the guy from Mad TV in it? Yeah, Will Sasso was Fuck. Curly. I do remember this now. I, Vaguely, I watched it. that movie and I was like, "These guys are doing a really good job," and I really want to like this movie, but it's really bad. That so like, I feel like Street Fighter falls into that category in that sense. Is like, Jean Claude Van Damme and like the rest of the cast actually do a really good job as their characters. They like embody them for the most part from like the video game it's just a bad movie so like there's something in it where i like actually enjoy it so like if you actually do a good job as a character even if it's a terrible movie like it's admirable you know so i haven't i need to watch it again like i saw it a couple years ago i think but that's that's definitely a guilty pleasure movie where it's just like not much makes sense and it's not a very good movie but it's just enjoyable i feel like a lot of video game movies are like that but it's definitely street fighter video game movies are they need some help they're getting there but they need some help i feel i feel that way about mortal kombat and double dragon and uh and definitely street fighter calls for your fucking self you need to see tomb raider that goes in there too the angelina jolie ones yeah, it's just an enjoyable movie. Yes. But it's not a great movie. Got Daniel Craig in it, man. Yeah, that's true. All right. What was the one you were thinking of? I am going. Let's see if you can guess this one. All right. Give me some clues. It is a movie that well, features uh, one of my greatest, one of my favorite songs in a soundtrack ever. All right. I already know what it is. Can I, can I guess? Guess. Off that one, off that one clue. Okay, Ben Affleck, Daredevil. No shit. Good. I thought try. that was a good try. That was a good guess. That is not a good movie. Right. And I, it, I have to rewatch. It's not it's, a guilty pleasure it's, anymore. It's not a good movie. Fuck, it's bad. It's not good at all. Jennifer Garner scenes. I just watched those. Especially, I know you still haven't seen it, but on a tangent, real quick, the Netflix Daredevil series is so fucking good that it makes the movie look even worse than it already oh, is. Oh, it like so, any opinion you had on the movie. If you watch that Daredevil, you're like, 
what the, what the fuck you was that You need to shit? see that show because yeah. it was so damn good. But it makes the movie look even worse than it already is. Nothing against Michael Clark Duncan, R.I.P. He he did a good job. He did a good job. But D'Onofrio, yeah. like, come on. Okay. come on. All right, give me another clue then. Okay, so the song, it features Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman is singing in the song? No, no, she's in the movie. Oh. It features Jim Carrey. Batman Forever. Yep. I will 100% agree with you on that movie. I actually very much enjoy that movie. And <laughs> Here's the thing. I, I was operating off of my childhood lens, right? Yeah. That was my favorite Batman movie until <laughs> Batman Begins came out. Yeah. It just was. Not a fan of the... Oh, I mean, you're not in the age for the Keaton movies. And Batman and Robin is fucking awful. So when I When I was a it. kid, the Keaton ones scared me. Yeah. Not, I, I can see that. They were a little more... Uh, like, like the OG Keaton one didn't scare me. It was Batman Returns, so I was like, fuck this. Yeah, I could see this that. This is terrifying. And then Forever came out, and you're like, all right, here we all go. All right, it lightened up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Forever I fucking loved. Honestly, the suits were so cool. The the, the Joel suit. Schumacher took everything and fucked him in the ass after that. But yeah, his montage at the beginning of Forever of him putting on the costume was so dope. Mm-hmm. I love like all. The, I was like, wow, Batman has a shit ton of gadgets. For sure, I actually caught a little bit of that on TV uh, last weekend sometime, and it reminded me that that's the movie because obviously you have to have some scene about Batman's uh, about Bruce Wayne's parents being murdered in every movie, right? That's like a prerequisite for making a Batman movie. Not anymore. I'm so, over it. Oh yeah, I'm tired of it at this point. But that's the movie where Val Kilmer has like a bunch of flashbacks and they actually have scenes of like him as a kid or whatever and it's really goddamn annoying. But on the flip side of that, he's actually a very good Batman. I actually enjoy yeah. his portrayal of Batman. He looks cool. He sounds cool. It's like it's very underrated to me, especially because he only did the one movie. Prime Val Kilmer. Yeah, great choice. I I would have loved to see him in uh, just like Timothy Dalton played James James Bond in the late eighties. He only made two movies, and then. There were, uh, you know, legal troubles and other like contractual stuff. Yeah. After eighty nine, his second movie, to where they didn't make another movie for like six years until Golden Gold Knight came out, and in that intervening time, Timothy Dalton said, "All right, this is taking too long. I'm not going to make another James Bond movie." I feel like he deserved a third James Bond movie at least. And I feel the same way about Val Kilmer getting a second Batman. He he should have got. A second Batman movie. Yeah. A few more notes on that movie. Right. The tunnels he takes to the Batcave. Fucking cool. Yeah. Nicole Kidman. My God. Holy shit. She's up there with uh, Cameron Diaz in The Mask. Yeah, that's a good comparison. Woo! Nicole Woo! Kidman is great in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, Edward Nigma. <laughs> Jim Carrey. His... That see, here's the thing. That is an example of overacting 
done right. Done right because it's fun. It's absurd. <laughs> and you look at it with a positive reaction like, oh, it's crazy, but it's fun. <laughs> the overacting of Batman and Robin, not so. <laughs> when he's in the Batcave with all the the bat bombs blowing up all of Batman's gadgets. Yeah. And he's just walking around by himself doing all the impressions and throwing all the bombs around. Like, that's probably the yeah. first thing I can think of, like, his like giant overacting in that movie. I'm thinking of that's his, actually entertaining. His head getting sucked and he's like Rrr. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like Ace Ventura Ace Ventura cosplaying as the Riddler. I also love the scene where he uh kills his boss and he's running down. Pushes him out the window. It's <laughs> just so funny. His performance in that movie is so great. Joel Schumacher had the worst motivations for villains of all time, too. Yeah, he did. It was mind control. <laughs> the Riddler wants, just went the along Riddler with it because why control. not? Yeah, and the Riddler just like hijacks. He hijacks every fucking thing. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. I love Batman Forever. I love it. Him drive scaling up a wall with the Batmobile. Dope. And Kiss from a Rose. I have it on a playlist on my Spotify. It's from Ro- That's also a good soundtrack. Yeah. The Batman Forever soundtrack is actually very good. Yeah. Again, Guilty Pleasure movies. Yeah. All-star all th- soundtracks. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but hey, while you're on Batman Forever, might as well mention now, definitely <clears throat> one of my biggest Guilty Pleasure movies has got to be Batman and Robin. Oh, it's so bad. It's so terrible. But I... Saw it in the theaters when I was eight years old. I loved it then. I had coloring books for that for that movie. I had all the merchandise. I watched it a thousand times. It is by no means worthy of being committed to film at all. No, but but not even so, TV. It, it's that's a movie that I can put on and laugh my fucking ass off to because it's so absurd. Arnold, uh, I mean, we talked about it before. In our uh, worst movies ever podcast, but Arnold Schwarzenegger overacting the shit out of Mister Freeze, George Clooney is just like <laughs> his his bubble. Have you seen uh I saw a video about his um. It might have been Cinema Sins a long time ago. Either that or Honest Trailers, where it's just, they just show a montage of George Clooney like and his bobblehead in that movie. Yeah, where his head is just bouncing back and forth the whole time. I gotta it's, mention this weird ass acting in that movie. I gotta mention a YouTuber that I love. His name's Chris Stuckman. Yeah, he did a video on Batman and Robin, and he was talking about how every Batman has an iconic time that they go, "I'm Batman." Yeah, and they're like they're all super serious, and you get to Batman and Robin, and it's just just George Clooney going, "Hey, Freeze, I'm Batman," <laughs> <laughs> and it's so fucking funny. It's just like there's so many things. There's so many little details in that movie that make no fucking sense. Like oh, I'm wait. trying to remember what it is, <laughs> but at the beginning of the movie, where they're uh they're driving down the tunnel and they're on the uh they're on the com with Commissioner Gordon, and he tells them something about where they're headed that they wouldn't know about until oh, after, no. until he, he talks about a new villain. He goes. He's calling himself Mr. Freeze. And then George Clooney goes, Mr. Freeze. Like, he knows who he fucking is. 
Yeah, that and uh, <laughs> and Alfred, fucking... Alfred jerking off in the background the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> if that's what you want to call him dying of cancer, then yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, well, just the fact, just the simple fact that oh, that's what it was. That's what I'm thinking of. The fucking ice skates in the in the boot in their boots. Iconic. Not only does it look stupid when they activate them, but they didn't know they were fighting an ice villain until they had already left the Batcave. They didn't know ice was going to be involved at all. Why the fuck did they have ice skates in their boots if they didn't know that's what they were heading into until after they left? Ugh. It's shit like that where you're like, like I said before, how the hell was this movie made? I <laughs> just <laughs> like, I don't know. There's so much bad about it, but it's a movie that I've seen so many times and enjoyed so much as a kid that I can watch it today and instead of instead of like other movies where like like even Power Rangers where I can watch it and I'm like I still like this movie it's a good movie I can watch Batman and Robin right now and be entertained by it because it's so absurd I'm thinking of one more thing what's that if Batman begins his big line at the end is I don't have to kill you but I don't have to save you yeah you know and Liam Neeson dies right the big line at the end of Batman and Robin is hey freeze the heat is on. He's just like head bobbing when he says it. There's so many. Obviously, Mr. Freeze has uh, all the ice puns. But literally, Dude. everyone, ha- uh, all, everyone's like 90% of their dialogue are just bad puns or bad jokes. Batman with his Batman credit card. And, uh, Batgirl. <laughs> yeah, Batgirl. And uh, yeah, Alfred designed her a suit randomly oh that whole scene of her figuring out everything alicia silverstone oh gosh the worst batwoman pick of all time batgirl whatever yeah not batwoman to mention there's is the appropriate there, term. there's there's way too many characters in that movie to begin with too which doesn't help yeah but yeah that that is that's at the near the you know near the top of movies that are so bad that i just love them Oh my goodness! Um, yeah, all right. Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. We knocked out the Sh- the Schumacher films. There's yep. one thing you can hold his head up high about is that he made our guilty pleasure list. Right. All right. So this will be my third, fourth. fourth. Oh no, third. I went first. Third, yeah, third. third. You've done four, I think. No, I've done Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Street Fighter, and Batman and Robin. Okay. You've done Mortal Kombat and Batman Forever, I believe. Yeah. Um, okay. What, 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 uh, what was the one you were thinking of? Uh, <laughs> I had it, and I lost it. Oh, no, I got it. All right. Ready for this shit? Absolutely. It stars. Shia LaBeouf. All right, we're already out to a great start. It also stars Megan Fox. The Transformers? The first one. Okay. I saw that freshman year of high school. Yeah. And I thought that shit was awesome. It was a good movie when it came out. I fucking loved it. It hasn't aged very well, though. No. No. In part because it wasn't as great as you thought. 
No, it was not. And also, I don't think it'd be hated as bad if it wasn't for the shitty sequels. Yeah. I think that ruined a lot of it. But Megan Fox in that movie, holy shit. <laughs> and the Transformers were cool. Mm-hmm. Bumblebee Camaro was cool. I really <laughs> don't know what else I can say about it. Yeah. But I liked the first Transformers movie. Well, I said it. I I liked it too. Uh, Again, I, I liked the, I liked the Lincoln Park song in it. Yeah, another soundtrack call out. It's clearly yeah. by far the best film in that franchise. Well, the Michael Bay ones. I hear Bumblebee is actually really yeah, good. that's true. Bumblebee was very very good. Yeah, but I will also agree with you about the sequels because I loved the first one, and I was very excited to see the second movie when it came out. I remember seeing that movie and hating it so much that I was never interested to see the third. They made five, right? Yeah. I've never I, been interested I to see the other know. ones because the second one was so fucking terrible. They. It's just, it was, it had that sophomoric, you know, college frat guy, like stupid humor that I fucking hated. They lost me at Under Enemy Scrotum. Yeah, that's probably yeah. That's probably the if you want to narrow it down to literally one line of the the entire movie. Plus, his like mom is high the whole time. Yeah, and they're <laughs> the making dogs like are masturbation jokes or something. Yeah, the dogs are fucking. Yeah, it's just a weird fucking movie. And after the first one, you know, at I mean, at the time, the first one had been two years old. Two years old when the second one came out. It was a good movie. So it was like a a huge like step down for me on the second one. And I was like. I'm I'm not interested to see the third one, and I haven't seen third, fourth, or fifth, but I am very glad that I actually watched Bumblebee because it's a it's a 180 from from the Transformers movies. Yeah, it was set in the 80s when you know when the TV show and the comics and the toys were huge, and it's a little more it's more downplayed. It's not like a big CGI spectacle, and that really helped it out it was a really good movie the other movies were like just it became like a cgi mess yeah but in the first one it was fine like you thought the cars were cool the explosions were cool yeah if you just stopped there yeah if you look any deeper it's 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 not good it's not a great movie but yeah i'll agree with you on that though it's the first one is it's at least watchable still at this point yeah yeah it's fun all right all right. The floor is yours again. All right. The other one I was thinking of, I know I got two more choices, but the other one I was thinking of, I don't know if you have seen, but it is a movie that I have purchased on Blu-ray within the last year without shame. But again, it is a god-awful, goddamn terrible movie. And this would be the 1990 six adaptation of the classic comic strip character starring Billy Zane from Titanic fame etc the phantom never seen it but, but you know what you're it is, not the correct? first person to say it's a guilty pleasure movie for you it's another movie where the plot's kind of stupid some of the characters are really dumb the action is okay at best but i actually very much enjoy this movie. I've but, ne- I've never seen it. It's very hokey, but it's it's set in the 30s, uh, you know, when the comic strip was originally created like 
so it's it's contemporary to like the era it was created in and billy zane plays a guy who has inherited this title passed down through many many centuries of what the local people there call the phantom and he basically protects this island from all these bad guys and stuff and he's in this like weird ass rubber suit and he's got he's got no superpowers but he uses i mean he's like a decent fighter and stuff but he uses deception and like detective tactic tactics to take down his enemies so it's just like it's a fun little like you know like the old serial movies of the 30s like where you go to the theater and see like a 20 minute like snippet of something and you piece them all together and it's a movie yeah that's what it reminds me of it's like flash gordon uh buck rogers that kind of stuff i need to watch but, this i'm very curious it's just it's a really hokey 90s movie that didn't fare very well at the, at the box office and it's not critically acclaimed but it's a movie that i've put on and enjoyed thoroughly and it's definitely a guilty pleasure that i don't know if i would be recommending it to, to anyone who asked but it's a decent movie and it's it's a movie that's uh again not universally loved or anything but that's kind of why i like it like it's it's a little niche movie that i found and enjoyed hmm intrigued it, it's a Very decent intrigued. it's a decent movie i mean if you watch it for what it is if you're not if if you sit down and you're like i want to be astounded by a blockbuster you're gonna be disappointed right but if you sit down and be like all right like i'm just gonna take it take it for what it is it's a, it's enjoyable and that's partially what i would consider a good guilty pleasure movie it's just like you just sit down enjoy yourself and if it's if it's dumb and stupid it's dumb and stupid yeah no fair. and it perfectly uh the phantom perfectly conveys that notion it's just like just put it on and enjoy yourself not every movie has to be a, a masterpiece you know correct yeah, right. I, would, I would recommend that if you want just a fun little adventure movie from the mid-90s. <laughs> so what am I on now? Am I on four? Okay. This one, I'm going to go with a movie. I'll once again see if you can guess it. All right. I'm only going to say the main actor's name, and you could probably guess it from there. <laughs> well... That doesn't fare well for this guy's career, then, huh? No. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. There's a lot. You know what? I was looking through a list of guilty pleasure movies to kind of get my mind jogging before we started. And there's one that I saw in there that, I mean, obviously, as we were talking about it before and I bought the original Wicker Man uh, tonight, I was thinking about the Wicker Man first, but I'm going to guess... Either because you already alluded to it, The Rock, or Con Air. Ah, oh, shit. Neither, neither of those. Neither of the, uh, really? Wow. <laughs> I thought those were all three good choices. Oh, Con Air is great, though. Oh, <laughs> I might, so I should. Now I'm wishing though. I said that. I was going to say National Treasure. You know what? I was thinking about National Treasure, and I will, I will totally agree with you on that one, too. I fucking love National Treasure. <laughs> it's so good. I don't care what anybody says. Nick Cage treasure hunting is the, just the greatest thing to ever put to film ever. 
Well, you know what is important about that movie is that it's just it's just good. Like sometimes you just need good old fashioned fun like adventure. It's adventure. Yeah, you don't get a lot of adventure. And that's a very good example of that. Yeah, and like I don't. It just it seems smart. The movie felt very smart and like historic and just cool. Yeah. The theme with guilty pleasures is cool. Is it cool? Yeah. I think if you're a history uh, major not, or like a historical person, like even though a, a bunch of people have ripped that movie apart for being entirely inaccurate and like, oh, well, there's like the shit isn't actually on the back of the Declaration of Independence or whatever. That's not really the point. Who cares? Yeah, it's it's it, it's like, what if it was? Yeah, it's just like if you think about like if you're a a big like, I guess, uh student of like american history it's cool it's like just like oh like what if this actually happened that's kind of cool yeah that's why i enjoyed it i'm gonna kidnap the president of the united states of america that's the second one they're both good oh shit no (laughs) the first one is i'm gonna steal the declaration of independence (laughs) (laughs) yeah that that how about not in that movie we talked about it before too it's Anytime that's a movie, anytime it's on TV, I'll watch it. I've watched it on Netflix like 10 times. <laughs> Forgot it's on Netflix. I want to watch it again. Damn. I, I, I also didn't mind uh, Book of Secrets. No, the second, the second one's fucked, good too. I liked it. <laughs> I, you know you know what? That movie was, I'm trying to think of the years of that. I want to say the first one was 04. Second one was maybe 07. I've been waiting fucking 12 years for, for them the, to make a third for one. National Treasure 3? Because I, I was under the impression they were making National Treasure 3, and it so has still not happened. If if they came out in like a, a, a akin to the announcement today that Sam Neill, Jeff Goldblum, and Laura Dern are going to be in the Jurassic World 3, if, they, if Disney came out and said, we're making National Treasure 3 with Nicolas Cage, I would be pumped for that movie. Oh, how It'd could be you fantastic. Be? Yeah, I'd, I, be, I'd be totally on board. Oh, I buy my tickets now. I I fucking love National Treasure. <laughs> the, my favorite thing in those is Nick Cage is trying to cling to that cool hair, and it looks so, it looks so bad. <laughs> my favorite that is widow's peak. The Sandberg skit where he's like, my head's basically like just a skull with a dead carcass <laughs> stapled on top. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong, uh, but he's so fucking cool. That's I don't funny. care. I love Nick Cage. I love that movie. That's my favorite movie with Nick Cage. I love that movie. I would probably go. That's that's one of my guilty pleasures. I'd say right behind that is uh, Face Off. I still have never seen Face oh. Off. I've heard so. M- I've heard like so many like Just it's so the, bad it's good I, about I, uh, about it though. Can't stop picturing him grabbing that girl's ass and going. Ah. <laughs> it's that gif you see everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one though. I I need to rewatch off. National Treasure. Yes. I think I saw it on TV within the last six months at least, but I would totally fucking watch it again right now. Yeah. It's so good. It's got the other dude from Lord of the Rings in it, too. Oh, fuck. I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. Sean, Sean Bean. Yeah. Sean Bean's the villain. <laughs> He's in it. He's good. He's he good is good in that movie. Yeah. Oh. God damn. I need to watch it. It's so great. I'm hyped about that. I need to see it again. Yeah. We're, wa- <laughs> we're going to watch that shit. All right. We got, got one more piece. Yeah, one more. Make it count. All right. The last one that I'm thinking of, it, I feel like it's not really, I wouldn't really, 
classify it as a wholly guilty pleasure movie because it's bad. Uh-huh. But I feel like it keeps sticking out in my mind, and it's a really good underrated movie. So I'll I'll say it anyway. But I would have to say my last one that comes right off the top of my head is the uh, adaptation of the board game Clue. That's a good movie. It, this is, it, it's a really good movie. And it's a guilty pleasure t- in the sense that I could watch it over and over and be in, like, uh, be entertained every time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And find stuff and find stuff in it that I didn't see the the last time, you know? Mm-hmm. So like it's it's one of those movies where like it it has the six main like characters and then Tim Curry is the butler. Oh, fucking Tim Curry. So you best. have seven main characters in that movie. Mm-hmm. And they're all this is 1985 it came out. So they're all portrayed by the funniest people of that time. Yeah. So everyone has Everyone has good jokes in that movie, and you have to watch it a couple of times to get all the jokes in it. And every time you watch it, it becomes funnier. But it's uh, it's Eileen Brennan, Madeline Kahn, Leslie Ann Warren, and then Martin Mole, Christopher Lloyd, and Michael McKean. They're all fantastic. That's one of the, honestly, that's probably. It's got to be up there. That's one of the best main casts for a movie ever. Yeah. And I feel like I it it needs to be mentioned here, at least somewhere out in the world, because I feel like a lot of people today haven't seen it. And a lot of people don't know about it. And I feel like if it were to be remade, like I, re- I think I want to say there's a remake in development right now. And of all people who would be involved in it, I believe Ryan Reynolds is involved with it. But like, so that would work. So like, especially after Deadpool and well, he's been in a bunch of comedies anyway, but it seems like it could work. Mm -hmm. But I feel like if you were going to remake it today, it would be full of, snl people or people that got funny or people that got famous because they were funny on youtube yeah or twitter or whatever and i feel like we've kind of lost that like really good collection of comedians that everyone knows Mm -hmm. and maybe not that many people know the whole cast of that of the original clue but like they chose the funniest people that they could for those roles, and they're all perfect in it. And I feel like it's one of those like lightning in a bottle situations where at that time and with that cast, you couldn't make a better movie. So like it, it's it's wholly underrated to me, and yeah. I feel like it can't be duplicated today. And that's uh, it's just a special movie, and I could watch it over and over again and love it every single time. So definitely, we should watch Clue. If you haven't seen it, you need to watch Tim Curry Clue, nineteen eighty five. I agree, it's great. I have, I have zero disagreements with anything you said. Clue's fantastic. But yeah. So I don't like the other movies I had were guilty pleasures because they're not that great. But that is definitely a movie where 
it's a guilty pleasure because I feel like it's underrated and more people need to see it. Yeah. No, I, I, I feel that. Yeah. I agree. Uh, okay. You, you got one more. My last one. So I was going to go with, I was going to go with Chris Evans' first entry into the Marvel Cinematic World. <laughs> yeah. Which was Fantastic Four. Right. With Jessica Alba. God, fuck that movie. But I'm not going to. Okay. I'm going to go with a choice that seems super obvious to people that know me. It is a movie that was not released in theaters. It was a Disney Channel movie. <laughs> yeah. But somehow it was my first exposure to Ben Stiller. <laughs> God damn it. That is the classic Fat Camp movie, Heavyweights. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen this movie. I never even fucking heard of this movie until you talked until about me? it. Until me? Oh, dude, it's... For anyone out there that's seen Heavyweights, bless your heart, because it's fucking awesome. I, it's just... It's just all right, so you've seen Dodgeball, right? Yeah. Picture that white Goodman yeah. running a fat camp. That's essentially well, what it is. You know what I'm thinking of, too? is uh, Remember he had that cameo role in Happy Gilmore? Yeah. Like him as the orderly and the oh, that's what I'm thinking of. Like more of that than <laughs> than White Goodman. We need to watch Heavyweights. I fucking love that movie. It's got Keenan Thompson in it. As a kid, as, as a kid, he was in a. Was he in Mighty Ducks too? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Mighty Ducks is a great one. Too. I haven't seen that shit in a That's long got, time either. Uh, what's his ass in it? Um. Oh. Uh, the kid from uh, Sandlot's in it. Uh, Charlie Sheen's brother. Oh, Emilio Estevez. It's got Emilio Estevez in it. That's yeah. a great movie. Um, no, dude, but heavyweights. There's so many quotable lines. It's I fucking love that movie. Ben Stiller is just prime, <laughs> absurd Ben Stiller. Just attention campers. Lunch is canceled due to lack of hustle. <laughs> it just. I have never seen it. Oh, I'm going to make you watch. <laughs> God. I can't wait. It's 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 weird. You watch it and you're like, they don't make Disney movies like this anymore. It's like really stupid humor. Yeah. But you know it's higher quality because the stupid humor is Ben Stiller. Yeah. Ben Stiller, ben Stiller does good stupid humor, like hilarious stupid humor. Good stupid like Disney Channel original movies were better ba- and stuff like that. Yeah. Were better back then because it was because it was. I love Disney movies. I don't know what it was. Then. Like, Dude. they had, like, motocross or something. Like, a Brink. A girl pretends to be her brother racing uh, dirt bikes. It's fucking awesome. Dude, you remember Smart House? Smart House. Smart House was a good yeah. one. Yeah. Dude, they made such good original movies. They and did. They did, like, this, this kid, Eddie, plays baseball. Yeah. And becomes, like, a he gets really into home ec and cooking. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's so fucking good. Oh my gosh! I need to relive all those, but heavyweights just takes the cake, man. Heavyweights is fucking amazing. Can I go on a slight tangent too? Because you mentioned Keenan Thompson. Sure, do it. <laughs> Can I say honorable mention? Because I just thought of it, and I haven't seen it in a long time, and now I kind of want to find it, even though it's really shitty. Have you ever seen the Good Burger movie? Yeah, Good Burger could be on Keenan and Kel. Yeah, I that, fucking love Good that's Burger. That's an honorable mention. That'd be like my sixth pick. I haven't seen that movie in a long time, and it's not good at all, but I kind of have a soft spot for it. You just made my brain just like I loved, click. I loved Keenan and Kel 
their show too. So like them and Good Burger together, and obviously on all that. Like I love that show. You ready for this? You just made my brain like all click, right. and I'm gonna give you a rapid fire honorable mentions list right now. All right, uh, judging in your back pocket. Okay. <laughs> Big fat liar. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> Hey God, I gotta, I gotta reel myself. Is that back the one in. where Paul Giamatti? Is yeah, blue? he's blue. For fuck's sake! Oh, Jungle to Jungle. I liked Jungle to Jungle when I was a kid. I saw no, <laughs> I saw that movie tonight at the exchange. Really, they had Jungle to Jungle there? It was, it was an, it was in the cell cellophane, like a new copy for twelve bucks on DVD. Someone had a fucking unopened copy of Jungle to Jungle. They deserve. I All saw that and things. I was like, God damn, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. <sighs> I fucking loved Jungle that, Jungle. I, <laughs> we need to get, we need to go back and get it. Yeah. It's actually a good movie. <laughs> it is. All right. So uh, another cl- another classic with uh <laughs> Sinbad. First kid. Do you remember the movie because just I'm sorry, you just made me remember. That's fine. Do you remember uh I remember what the fuck it was called. You got it. I remember a trailer for a movie with Sinbad and Phil Hartman where they played the song, She's a Brick House. Oh, shit. I, I, I think, think I it's know called like Man about. of the House or something. But you just reminded me of that movie because of fucking yeah, Sinbad. Yeah, no, I think it is Man of the House. I think house. it's Man of the House. Oh, <laughs> I haven't seen that in a oh long time gosh. either. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Jesus. That's funny. Oh. All right, Mickey, go down my list. All right. Cheaper by the dozen. God damn it. <laughs> I've seen that. Fuck that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. Uh, C Spot Run. I had not seen that. David Arquette. David Arquette. Love yeah. the guy. Uh, House of Wax, because Paris Hilton dies. <laughs> I don't know why. And Jared Padalecki. Anyth- if you put, yeah, if Jared you put Jared and I'm a huge Supernatural fan. If you put him in anything. You wanted to get the Friday the 13th? Yeah, I was going to buy the <laughs> the reboot because of Jared Padalecki. Yeah. Also, did you hear he was cast in a uh, Walker, Texas Ranger movie? I did see that. Yeah. Is that a movie? Or, I thought it was a new TV show. Oh, it was a new show. I think okay. so, yeah. Uh, it's fuck, that's fucking awesome. Uh, Bloodsport. That's Sean Claude Van Damme, right? Yeah, that movie's fucking awesome. Um, I'm trying to think. There was another one I had in my head. Um, Hocus Pocus. <laughs> God damn it! I, I love Hocus Pocus. Um, while well, I'm doing the rapid fire, I have several more. There's some that I own. Uh, Tokyo Drift. Everybody hates me for that, oh, but that's on there. Movie. Also. I'm about to say something that'll blow your mind. I don't hate. <laughs> He's about to say this. I don't hate Jupiter Ascending. Well, I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's fucking awful. It's so. not good. <laughs> it's but not you good. Like it, yeah. Chain Tatum's a fucking dog. Like, he's literally a dog. Jesus. But I don't hate it. Yeah. I create life. <laughs> I destroy it. <laughs> Red Main in that movie is absurd. Yeah. Um, I have one more. I had one more guilty pleasure. Um, and it involves Nick Cage. It's uh it's a Marvel movie. 
Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. Like Nick Cage was Ghost Rider in a movie. And no one saw it. And it also had <laughs> Eva Mendez as his love interest. Yeah. How? How did that happen? In this life, that happened. <laughs> Aren't you glad that it did? <laughs> I should have bought that at the exchange. I'm sure fucking, they have it. Fucking Ghost Rider with Nick Three dollars on DVD. <laughs> I need to get it a whole... Uh, there needs to be an NCU. Nick Cage universe. <laughs> Nick Cage universe. Yeah, why is that? <laughs> I'm going to create a collection and call it. That's my NCU. It's the Nick Cage universe. That's fantastic. If you have any of the rapid fires, you can. Because I realize I just took the podium. No, you're good. But um... I just I had I had a moment of, of inspiration. I'm trying to think of I'm just looking through the movies that I actually own and see if any of them are more guilty pleasures than not. But uh Oh Max know. Keebler's big move. <laughs> Galaxy Quest. I don't know if they're guilty pleasures because I feel like a lot of people like them. But I really enjoy the first two Home Alone movies. Oh no, those are those are fantastic. Yeah. I don't, I don't even. Know. I don't, I don't even know if mind the one with uh, young ScarJo. I'm fine with that too. That movie fucking sucked. Really? Almost three. It. Holy shit! That movie's bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's really bad. There are some classic Christmas movies that are guilty pleasures. That's not too. one of them. Um, <laughs> I think one of them is. Uh, I think it's Four Christmases with Vince Vaughn. That's actually really funny. Oh, I have one that I just thought of. Yeah. I. Very much unironically love Scooby Doo on Zombie Island. <gasps> I love that fucking movie. I I think that oh. movie is actually a good movie. Like, oh no, it's so good. And, and yeah, and I know where you're going. The J- the um the live action Scooby Doo movies. Okay, I need to replace. I need to. Re- I gave you my guilty pleasures. This is an honorable mention. This is replacing a movie on my list. I am taking Transformers off. It's canceled. I'm canceling Transformers and replacing it with the Matthew Lillard, Freddie Prince Jr. Um, Sarah Michelle Gellar and Sarah Linda, Michelle Linda Gellar, Cardellini. Linda Cardellini, Scooby-Doo movie. I actually I fucking love that movie. You know what's funny? Um, the first movie is not that good, and I kind of hate it a little bit. I don't, but I that's don't an, hate any of it. That's another movie where like the performances in it are pretty much spot on, especially Matthew Lillard. As Matthew Shaggy. Lillard is a perfect He's Shaggy. Great. No one wants to talk about that. Oh, you know what's... You Freddie know, Prince is a great friend. The greatest thing about Matthew Lillard being Shaggy is since 2010, I think, he's voiced Shaggy in all the, the cartoon movies they make. And the Wait, really? Series, he voices Shaggy now, like, to this day. My mind's just been blown completely. But, but honestly, the second one, Monsters Unleashed, I actually very much enjoy that movie. I don't it, like it as much because it has it has the classic monsters in it, and it's goofier and stupider. And they're they, they don't go to like the island with all the voodoo shit and stuff. It's and it's just like kind of strange. I think I like the voodoo shit. And I, I kind of when I first saw the movie, I I get it now more than I, as an adult. Like like it's satirical, but I hated that Scrappy Doo was the villain in the first movie. Oh yeah. Because, like, I fucking hate Scrappy-Doo, but it was just stupid to me. You know what I mean? I But, like, the second one felt more like the cartoon. It was like a, it was like a live-action cartoon. You know, the writing's not bad. Because instead of being like, we're going to do the origin of Scooby-Doo, yeah. which is what they would do now, 
they did it like it was like just another episode, like a, like well, a, a grown ups version of Scooby Doo. Like the gang breaks up. Well, they James, go to a spooky island. James Gunn uh, wrote them. Yeah, yeah, it, they were super they're, creative. They're good script. Like you could have, you could have like made that first movie into a cartoon called Scooby Doo Spooky Island. Yeah, that that's yeah, the best could've. part. Is it was like you treat movies like that like at a continuation. Like they just exist. Yeah. And, like, they had, like, a real-life breakup, and then, like, I don't know. And Sarah Michelle Gellar in those movies is super fucking fine. But, but plus, Sugar Ray makes an appearance, too. I've been, like, really uh, feeling downtrodden lately about the Hanna-Barbera properties in general. Yeah. Since Warner Brothers, like, bought them out from uh, under Turner in, like, the early 2000s or whatever. Yeah. I feel like a lot of those characters are super iconic and their original TV shows should still be watched today because they're really good. But I feel like today's audience doesn't really know that much about them. So I really, I know, I know the first movie is what, 2002. So it's 17 damn years old already. But I appreciate that. Like they actually made a live action movie of like, even I still haven't seen it because I'm sure it's fucking awful, but they made a live action Yogi Bear movie about 10 years ago and yeah, i never saw that but like as bad as it probably is at least they're still like trying to make movies with those characters so i appreciate that and like they're coming out with a new animated scooby-doo uh movie next year and i will totally go see it because i want to see those characters like on the big screen again you know what i mean like they don't i feel like they're like kind of forgotten to like the more modern cartoons and I like when they attempt to like bring them back so more people can learn about them. You know what I mean? Dude, you want to see Scooby Doo do almost injustice too? Supernatural did an episode. It was a crossover. It I was saw Scooby- that. Scooby Doo and Supernatural crossed over. It's fucking awesome. I I need I saw that. I saw clips of it and stuff too. I need to actually watch that. They episode. legit go into the cartoon. So you have like the cartoon eyes, like in the style of the old yeah, Scooby-Doo, like they're drawn version as, of Dean and Sam. Yeah, and it's like it's so fun. I heard it was very good. Oh, it was very well done. Supernatural is amazing, but yeah, it, it was. It's so it's so great. I I'm I'm with you on the hand of Barbera characters. Like, it'd be cool if like they did like kind of Netflix or someone did a deal where they got those characters and you could do like remastered cartoons of them and stuff. Well, here's the release th- it. The reason I'm excited about the Scooby-Doo. Uh, animated movie that's coming out next year is instead of straight up Scooby Doo, it's like uh, like Dick Dastardly from Wacky Races mm-hmm. is the villain in it, and he's doing like some weird weird shit where he's messing with like the Hanna Barbera universe, and like Captain Caveman is in it, I think, and maybe Hong Hong Kong Fooey or something. Was was Johnny- so like they're actually acting like they're all together in the same world or something. Yeah. So it's not just straight up Scooby-Doo, which I think is really cool. Was Johnny Quest Hanna-Barbera? Yes. They have been Big trying to make a live-action Johnny Quest for a long time. I don't know if it'll work. I wish it would, though. I yeah. that's Literally, if they made a Johnny Quest, they made honest, like a semi-serious but like comedic Space Ghost movie. Because obviously oh, Space Ghost Space goes Ghost. to Ghost. Yeah. But like, make it like... If they, if they made it like the old cartoon... But, like, with the humor of Coast to Coast. You know what I mean? You ready for I this? I think people would go see it. Like, I'd be first in line for any Hanna-Barbera movie that they make. Make Space Ghost live action. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. And, live ca- action. and cast um, 
John Hamm. That's a good one. Yeah. I had, an o- I had an off-the-wall one. Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> God damn it. And Space Ghost. And he's already a talk show host. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like a Jimmy Fallon. Like, do something like that. Like, like something yeah. fun. Actually, you know who would make a good Space Ghost? Um, Bill Hader. <laughs> that would be funny, too. That would be great. Like, someone who could do that. Like, command it. But, like, I wish someone would come along and be like, fuck it. Let's throw the money down. Yeah. And we'll make a Space Ghost movie. A Johnny Quest. A, another live-action live Scooby-Doo. Uh, you know, with Matthew Lillard or who else, you know? Oh, make Sailor Moon while Just like, I, I wish they would do more of those because the first two movies aren't that great, but they are definitely guilty pleasures. Yeah. Oh, man, we went off on the Scooby-Doo tangent. Yeah, we fucking did. It, it, well-deserved, Scooby-Doo. I love that movie. I don't care. I can still watch the original Scooby-Doo Where Are You cartoon and and be entertained. I love that show. I'm so glad you brought up the zombie uh, Zombie Island. I have it. Also, there was another one I liked too, where they go to like uh, one of the guys turns out to be a, a Wiccan. Yeah, Scooby Doo uh, and the Witch's Ghost. Yes, uh, that's another They're, really good one. So okay, so they've been making direct-to-video Scooby Doo movies. Yeah, for a while, like they they release one or two a year, and the animation style has changed a couple times based on like what show was out or whatever. But there's four movies. In the late '90s, early 2000s, that were all done by the same like animation company, so like all the animation is the same. And it's Scooby Doo, on Zombie Island, The Witch's Ghost, uh, The Alien Invaders. Oh and, yeah, I've and seen the that Cyber too. Chase. All four of those are like set in like the same world or whatever. Yeah, and they're all drawn the same, so like they all go together. All four of them are good movies to this day. Like they're actually legit good movies. I've seen Cyber Chase. That, that, that's all four one. of them, honestly, like they're all actual legit good movies. So yeah, so but yeah, Scooby, yeah, Scooby Doo, of course. About to buy all of those. But yeah, I haven't, I haven't watched the uh, original two live action movies in a while. Maybe, maybe it's time to pull them out again. Yeah, you definitely should. Absolutely. Um. All right. We went, we went guilty pleasures even to cartoons. Oh yeah, I got Emperor's New Groove thrown in as my last one. <laughs> Make the live action with David Spade as, as a llama. <laughs> me that and could f- still work, honestly. Me and Fudge are are gonna begin campaigning. We've talked about this. We're gonna start campaigning on this podcast for a live action Emperor's New Groove with, with John Dave Goodman as and, Pacha and David Spade and David Spade. Like I their actual would self. see it. I would see that shit. <laughs> right. Can you imagine like them CGI a llama, but it's David Spade's voice? Well, you could do it. You could totally do it. Like a CGI llama with David Spade. You actually have John Goodman as Pacha. You could do it. Honestly. And then you have uh, what's his ass that Patrick plays Warburton. Kronk. Yeah, you could put he, him in it. You could put him like and dress him as Kronk, and he would look fantastic. Yeah, it would work. It'd be better than the Lion King movie. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I would go see it. Yeah, I'm gonna keep campaigning. That's a great. That's a great idea, actually. It's gonna happen. <laughs> Just don't make live action Shrek and give me nightmares. Jesus Christ, no. But Emperor's New Groove, I'm still I'm gonna campaign for it until it happens. Until it happens, it's gonna. Happen. Hey, at the rate they're going right now, they'll they'll make it. They'll eventually. get to it. Yeah, they'll get to it. <laughs> but anywho, we've been discussing movies for a long time now. Yes, we have. I think it's time that we uh, come to a stopping point. Sounds good. And next up, I say I'm I'm dead serious. The next episode we do, we should. Do drinking and driving to Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. All right, sounds good. 
And I'm going to get that soundtrack tonight for my drive tomorrow morning. <laughs> I don't even care. But until next time, I'm Skyler. I'm Chris. Uh, goodbye. See you. See you.